very good morning to everyone. Welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Uh, thank you for your patience for waiting the service to come online because we just had a power trip just before we are about to come online. But given that this is only the second Sunday of January, I hope everybody has been keeping their spirits up and keeping to resolutions if you have made any. But if you have not, may 2024 continue to be a year full of challenge and adventures for all of us. But as we gather together, may we prepare our hearts with a call to worship. Come in, come in and sit down. You are a part of the family. We are, we are lost and we are found, and we, and we are, are part, part of, of the, the family. family. We know, God, that we who have gathered here are a part of the family, but we also know that the family is much bigger still. There are people we don't understand. There are people we disagree with. There are people we don't like. There are people who don't like us. Challenge us, God, to expand our vision of family until we see all of creation as one big family. Amen. So let us now uh, lift our voices with the worship team in worshipping God together. I shall live, I will testify to love. 
I'll be a witness in the silences when words are not enough. With every breath I take, I'll give thanks to God above. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. Testify, says. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. I'll be a witness in the silences when words are not enough. With every breath I take, I'll give thanks to God above. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. I'll be a witness in the silences when words are not enough. With every breath I take, I'll give thanks to God above. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to Till I come undone And let my walls fall to the ground Build my heart to face the sound Land on my will but yours be done Shame my foundations till I come undone And let my walls fall to the ground Build my heart to face the sound Of your voice calling me to rise from the dead I hear your voice Calling me to trust you instead I hear your voice Calling me to move out in faith I hear your voice I hear your voice I have been healed I'm whole again Build my heart to fade 
together and pray to God. Father God, when the song of the angels is silent, where the star in the sky is gone, where the kings and princes are home and the shepherds are again tending to their sheep, when the manger is darkened and still. This is when the work of Christmas truly begins. The work to find the lost, to heal the brokenhearted, 
to feed the hungry, to shelter the homeless, to rebuild the nations, to teach God's children, to work for peace among people, to befriend the lonely, to release the prisoner. Holy Spirit of God, fill us and inspire us with your life-giving power to enable us to be faithful disciples, to proclaim the good news of the Holy Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Lord God, you have called us as disciples to serve you. Guide your church to speak your word clearly in the midst of so many competing voices that people may be led in the ways of justice and peace and be freed from the heavy burdens which come from walking in false paths, which promise satisfaction from wealth, ambition, power, or greed. Give us voices which speak of your powerful love and your just and gentle rule, which leads to life and the satisfaction of our souls. Invitational God, you invite us to come and follow you. You invite us to be seen and be fully known. You invite us to see and be a part of greater things. And for all this, we praise you. And all this we pray in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. So good morning and welcome to FCC. And thank you, Jonathan, for that beautiful prayer. So, today we are changing things a little bit up. Usually we have a song before the sermon, um, but I'm keeping that for after, okay? Uh, and um, usually what we do during sermon time is that you don't want to hear just me talking. So we actually use menti.com. Uh, so if you look up on your screen, uh, you'll see the QR code um, or the short link. So this is one of those times you can whip up your phone, um, either scan the QR code, or you can input the short link into any browser, fcc.li slash menti, M-E-N-T-I. It'll take you to the slides for today, and also uh, you'll be able to participate in some of the questions that we have today. And I would highly encourage you to participate, okay, because I really would love to hear your sharing today. Um, it will really add uh, to our, all of our learnings. And so I invite you to get on. All right? So either t scan the QR code or get into fcc.li slash menti, M-E-N-T-I, and it will bring you there. So will you join me in a word of prayer as we begin? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, God, earth maker, pain bearer, 
life giver, who calls us into life, love, and service as we listen carefully to your voice guiding us. Amen. So as Miak introduced last week, we are in the season of epiphany, which actually just means a sudden revelation, a realization or insight, especially relating to the divine. And he invited us to go on this pilgrimage of revelation and insight as we begin this new year. On life's pilgrimage, one very important thing we need to realize is that there may be times God is speaking to us and we need to learn to hear God. And it is listen, learning to listen, to hear God's voice, but even more than that, it is learning to hear God's heartbeat. And why is this important? It's because hearing God will enable us to better participate and co-inspire in God's shalom plan for us and all creation. But how? How can we hear God better? So in our lectionary readings this week, we have this wonderful story that will help us ponder and learn from. And I just want to read to you from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. It says, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. And at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, my son. Go, go, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. He was very young at that time. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then finally, Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if God calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. So as we begin, I want to give you the background story to this passage of Scripture. Okay? As 1 Samuel opens, things actually could not be worse for Israel. The book just before 1 Samuel is Judges. And 
Judges ended with the community in chaos. Right? In fact, Judges is probably one of those books you do not want to read to your children as a bedtime story. And so now, um, before I go into telling you the story, some of the stories in Judges, I want to give a trigger warning, okay? Um, because there is going to be mention of rape and abuse. So if any of you may feel uncomfortable for any reason, okay? Please feel free to walk away, uh, switch off for a while, all right, and then come back later. All right. So in Judges 17, we see that a man named Micah established, he basically built an alternative worship system, right? He created his own gods. Then the tribe of Dan, they take over a peaceful town, they steal Micah's gods and priests and adopt his religion for themselves. And you see that in Judges 18. And then in Judges 19 and 20, the all-night gang rape and abuse of one woman by some men from the tribe of Benjamin leads to her death and to a civil war that nearly wipes out the whole tribe of Benjamin. And the community preserves the tribe of Benjamin by abducting and basically raping two communities of women 600 in all. So as you can see, things could not get any worse. The nation of Israel was in chaos, and it was falling apart. The system of judgeships had failed miserably, and with all the chaos, how could the community possibly continue? Would it cease to exist before it began? Would the promise God made to Abraham go unfulfilled? Who would God send to deal with this mess? And that is where we meet Israel, um, Samuel, Israel's last judge and first prophet since Moses. So Samuel was born at a pivotal time, a very pivotal point in Israel's history. He represents Israel's transition from this chaos, that loose system of judges, to a unified monarchy. And the writer introduces us to Samuel by first introducing his mother, Hannah. So biblical scholar and theologian Alfie Wines says that Hannah's story is actually the perfect segue for this transition because her story is diametrically opposed to the stories of abuse and sexual objectification of women in Judges. So it's that turning point, right, that change. She says, since the Bible seldom tells women's stories, it is noteworthy that First Samuel opens with Hannah's story. And in quite detailed um, information they give, right? Because with two chapters devoted to her story, even before the narrator explains it, we instinctively know that she and her son are significant characters in Israel's story. So, if you go back into 1 Samuel, the first chapter, we hear that Hannah is barren, and yet she is the beloved, favourite wife of her husband, Elkanah. And Hannah handles her barrenness with integrity, even when taunted by Penina, 
Elkanah's other wife, who bears many children, Hannah does not resort to the practice of using surrogate mothers to bear children for her. We know that Sarah, Rachel, Leah, they chose that route, and that did lead to much trouble in their families. So she would not kind of follow their lead. Instead, Hannah takes her broken heart, her longing for a child to God. And Samuel is God's answer to her prayer. And once she weans him, in a show of gratitude to God, she leaves him with Eli the priest. And believing that Eli will help Samuel discern God's call for his life. So quite early on in this story, we actually find out that Eli is, um, I put terrible, but not a very good leader. Okay? He mistakes Hannah's silent prayer of deep devotion for drunkenness, and you see that in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And nowhere in scripture is Eli, the leading priestly and prophetic figure of his time, said to hear from God. Rather, we are reminded continually that Eli's senses have grown dull. And in fact, it took him some time, right? Before he realized that, oh, the voice that was calling Samuel might actually be God, right? You see, the worst crime of Eli wasn't just all these things. It was that he did not even control his own sons, who were also his assistant priests, Hopni and Pinehas. And they stole the best portions of sacrifice from God, for themselves. And if that was not enough, they also raped the women who were serving and guarding the entrance to the tent of meeting. And you see that in 1 Samuel chapter 2. So instead of intervening, instead of controlling his sons, protecting the people of Israel from their abuse, Eli instead seems to have spent much of his time sitting on a throne. And you see that in 1 Samuel chapter 4. So for Eli's ineffective parenting, his failure to effectively judge even his own priestly sons, God had already pronounced judgment on the house of Eli and at that point through an unnamed man rather than speaking to Eli directly. So Samuel's call is rather fascinating because unlike Moses, who resisted God's call, Samuel readily embraces God's call and his new responsibility. Perhaps living in the house of the Lord since he was three years old made him more receptive to God's call. Perhaps it's because he was young and had less baggage. But God's call to Samuel came as a voice in the middle of the night. And three times Samuel thought maybe it was Eli calling him. And it also took Eli some time, but he finally helped Samuel realize that God was calling and wisely advised him to answer God's call. And Samuel doesn't resist or object. He simply returns to his resting place in God's house and waits. And then he hears God's voice calling out his name. Samuel. Samuel. And his response immediately was, Hineni, which the NRSV translates as here I am. Here I am. Hineni. 
is a phrase used also by Abraham, Jacob, Moses, Isaiah, and Ananias. And this phrase usually reflects a willingness to respond with action. After Abraham said, Hineni, in Genesis 22, God called him to the mountaintop with Isaac. When Jacob said, Hineni, in Genesis 31, God called him to return home to face Esau. Moses said, Hineni, in Exodus 3, and God called him back to Egypt. And Isaiah said, Hineni, and God called him to prophesy judgment in Isaiah 6. Ananias said, Hineni, well, or the equivalent in Greek, in Acts 9, before God commanded him, go heal Saul. And at that time, Saul was the arch-persecutor of the church. When one says, Hineni, to God in Scripture, one is usually about to be called to a journey of challenging service. What about Samuel? Even when he thought it was just Eli calling him, Samuel was ready to serve. Samuel does not just tell God, speak. He also says, your servant is listening. Your servant is listening. So even as Samuel answers God's call, the very first prophetic task that God conveys to him is a very difficult and challenging one. In fact, it's not just challenging. It actually bears a very negative um, message or prophecy for Eli and his household. And you can read about it in the later uh, part of this passage. Imagine being a young child mentored by someone since your mother weaned you and you must now speak against his abusive power and leadership. It was definitely very challenging for young Samuel. So throughout the history of Israel, Samuel actually fulfilled many roles, not only as a prophet, but also a judge, a military leader, priest. And the record shows that Samuel actually did his job well. Perhaps like the many pastors and staff and leaders and volunteers who held churches together during the pandemic, Samuel held Israel together during its transition. And it all began with hearing God and responding with, Hineni, here I am. Sorry, did I not show you the next slide? <laughs> so the question I actually wanted to ask you this morning is this. Have you ever heard God in some way? Perhaps through prayer or people around you? And what was it like? So maybe it was not as dramatic as Samuel. Maybe you did not audibly hear a voice. Probably not. I don't know, right? Maybe some of you did, I'm not sure, okay? But have you heard God speak to your heart in some way, at some point of time in your life? Perhaps when you were praying, in the moment of silence, perhaps through the people around you, or perhaps through nature, or when you were in a place. 
Would you type in a couple of words, a sentence or two, and share, right? What was that like? What did God tell you through someone? I'm sorry, I can't... Okay, the, the, the screen is not working this morning, right? The one's in front of me. So I'm going to have to turn around and look at some of your responses, okay? <laughs> Telling me to come to church today. Yay! <laughs> yes, in fact, some minutes ago. Wow, okay. I'd love to hear more about what um, God was speaking to you about. Nope, sure. Thank you. Um, during worship, yeah, it's beautiful. Don't deny myself. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I have the feeling that there is, but I did not realize it. Perfectly okay, right? Uh, even Samuel and Eli didn't realize it until after a while, right? So God almost has to like, keep calling us, <laughs> keep speaking to us. Through the sky, yes. Isn't the sky always so beautiful? I mean, if we will only take time to just look up, every day, different colors, different formations, right? The clouds. Yes, it's like a nudge in the heart to do something during a family crisis. Yes, often it's like a prompting, a nudge, an urge, an urging to do something, right? Relentless prompting by different people. Yeah, then you know, okay, you know, especially when it's not a group of friends, but different people coming to you to tell you the same thing. It's like, mm, probably God, right? Never heard it, but I know it through circumstances, how things just fall in place. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes it's just really observing what's going on in your life, what's happening around you, and seeing how things fall into place, right? Felt called to be baptized, even though I was struggling very strongly with gender dysphoria. Oh, I am so sorry that you're struggling. I know it is very hard, but you are not alone. And I'm, I thank God that God calls you to be baptized, you know. And if there's any way we can help you, please let us know, okay? Back to church after many years, yay. It gave me feelings of assurance, yep. I'm glad. A sense of peace, right? A sense of feeling like, yeah, somehow things are going to work out. Having all obstacles removed, <laughs> so no excuses, yes. Very good, right? God knows, right? Like a slight, slight nudging to use my time and effort to volunteer and serve my community. Oh, that's beautiful. True scripture, absolutely, right? The Bible, scripture, really important. God speaks through that, even today. Asking me to serve my community, yay. I think I felt God's embrace when I was visiting an old church, and maybe me wanted to convert, right? God's embrace is everywhere, and God embraces us and is present. Meditating on Bible verses, yes, absolutely. Yes, after much prayer and meditation, the answer is less of a voice, more like a grounded realization. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, right? And that is what epiphany about, is about, right? That realization that dawns on us, that revelation, that insight that dawns on us, right? In a protest march, isn't that beautiful? In a protest march. When some decisions feel right and light in my heart rather than my head, yes, that sense of rightness, that sense of lightness and peace. I felt that I heard God speak to me in a major way once when I was contemplating ending my life. Oh, God told me I was loved just as I am. This saved and changed my life. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That is 
so, so beautiful. Thank you. Through the witness and praises of God's people, yes. And that's why when we come together to praise, when we come together to witness, when you share up here like this, God is also speaking to someone. Yes, telling me that I must sell my car just two weeks before an unexpected retrenchment was about to happen years ago. Isn't it amazing how God like, cares about all sorts of details about our lives, right? And takes care of us. Sudden idea or image or words that come out of nowhere, yep, but connected deeply with many things that happened before. Hmm, interesting. A jo joy, delight, wonder, yep. Yes, through a person, spiritual guidance, placing the appropriate book to purchase and read in my browser and shifted my paradigm. Wow. Perfect placement, perfect timing. Just happened this week. Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing. This is beautiful to hear. And it's amazing how God is still speaking today in so many of our hearts, isn't it? Into our lives. And it's not an audible thing often, as you see from the many, many testimonies and stories here. And sometimes it's actually a stillness, a lightness, a rightness in our hearts. Sometimes it's just God reminding us that we are loved just as we are at just the right time. You see, like Samuel, let me check. Huh? Okay. Like Samuel, God is calling us too. Not just Samuel, right? Samuel's not that special. He's okay. He's not that special. <laughs> Perhaps not to something as big and dramatic as Samuel's role, but God is calling us too. God equips each one of us with gifts and graces, interests and talents to be used to bless one another and the world. In Philippians 2 verse 13, Paul explains, For God is working in you, and you, and you, and you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases God. No matter what desires, dreams, and visions we have, they all come from God. Now, the question is, what will you do with those desires, dreams, visions? What will we do with those gifts and graces, interests and talents that God has given us? Will we make excuses, right? For some of us, God had to remove all the barriers so there were no excuses left. So will we make excuses, do nothing about them, and then complain that our lives are like unfulfilled? Or will we use what God has given us and participate in God's shalom plan? So for those of you who Maybe hearing this for the first time, shalom is not just peace. Shalom is a sense of wholeness, a sense of a restoration to, of all things, all relationships, all systems to what God had meant it to be. And that's God's shalom plan. And so, what is the main point after Pauline has been talking and talking? <laughs> On life's pilgrimage, there may be times God is speaking to us. And we, as God's people, need to learn to listen to God's voice and heartbeat so that we can better participate 
and co-inspire in God's shalom plan for us and all creation. We, each one of you, has a role to play. So how can we learn to listen to God's voice and heartbeat? And one way we can do so is one of my favourite verses when I was young. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord and God will give you the desires of your heart. In Psalms 37 verse 4. You see, on this pilgrimage, it's about learning to hear God's voice. But even more, it is learning to hear God's heartbeat. And one way you can do that is to delight yourself in God. And what this means is that it includes God's character and attributes, right? We know that God is love. And we see that many dimensions of love expressed through compassion, kindness, patience, perseverance, etc. So delighting yourself in the Lord means to delight yourself, to immerse yourself, to bask yourself in love, compassion, kindness, patience, perseverance, and God will give you the desires of your heart. When we are working towards that, there's an alignment between God's heart and our hearts, and it will bring joy to our lives. So, another question I wanted to ask you, and I'd love to hear your input, because I think it would be very helpful to each other, is what spiritual practices have helped you hear God's voice or heartbeat better? So what are some of the spiritual practices you do that actually helps you to hear God in your life, to sense God's presence? For many of you who shared earlier, right, the times when you have heard God, and sometimes it's not particularly because at that moment when you're practicing something, and then, oh, I hear God, right? But spiritual practice is something that we do day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. And along the way, God speaks to us, perhaps not directly, sometimes through people, sometimes through circumstances, sometimes through a stillness or a quietness in our heart, a rightness, a lightness. So morning and evening prayers, wow. Thank you, that's really beautiful. Lecture Divina, yeah. That's a really good one. To rest and reflect daily, so important, right? Sounds so simple, but many of us actually don't do that, right? To really find moments of rest, not just physical rest, which is important, sleep is so important, but really that emotional, mental, spiritual rest, right? And be able to reflect. Regular quiet time, yeah. Journaling, reading spiritual books, yoga, silent prayer, wonderful. Setting aside fixed times to disconnect from devices and be still. Such an important suggestion, I think, for many, many of us, right? Our devices are like attached to our limbs, right? <laughs> Honesty, desperation, Hmm, interesting. I'd love to hear more about that. Taking a moment every few days to reflect on whether my actions are aligned with God's purpose. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you. To pray, meditate on scriptures every day. Yep. Be immersed in God's words. Be with people of God. Yep, that helps, right? We're not just an island, right? Take a moment every few days, okay? Worship songs work best. Yep. 
that works best for many people. It can be along the way to work or other events, be in public transport or when I'm driving. Thank you. Silent retreats and meditation, absolutely. And if you've never tried a silent retreat, um, yeah, go try one, okay? It'll be quite illuminating, I think. Looking at my blank ceiling for 10 minutes before sleep. Hmm, interesting. Having a moment a day just to be aware. Yep, absolutely. For now, it's a Jewish wisdom teaching. Equanimity. Equanimity, wow, okay. That's very much like the Buddhist teaching as well, right? Just beautiful. Reflecting on whether the values of my decisions parallel those of God. Yep, that's wonderful. By being involved in social justice issues. Absolutely. Yep. On a weekly basis, journaling, reflecting, reading scripture, talking and praying with others. However, the biggest impact in my life was the book, The Shack. Mm, interesting. Okay. So you see a lot of different suggestions here, right? If any of this um, is something that you've not tried out before, you thought, oh, I think that's something interesting. I want to try that out for myself. Please, okay, you can steal some of these ideas. For me, one is reading the Bible. And not just kind of reading the Bible, but developing a deeper understanding of the meta-narrative of the Bible, the big story of the Bible. So even as we read different portions of Scripture, it actually kind of makes sense of the big story of God. And the other thing that's helped me is having Selah moments. So I set Selah moments on my phone, so it beeps out every few um, hours. And so it's set at various points during the day so that I can pause, be reminded to breathe, and just be still and see if God's Spirit may be speaking to me or stirring something up within me. And sometimes it's about paying attention to the small things, the nature around me, the people that I get to meet and interact with, the conversations that I get to listen to, as well as those where I get to articulate what's on my heart. And when I pay attention to these small things, I may sense God's Spirit saying something to me. For example, a few weeks ago, I was feeling a little discouraged at some situations that were going on in church. And while I was praying for the various ones, I felt this strong prompting that I should share and articulate how I was feeling with a few trusted people. So, without giving the details of the situations or the names of the people involved, I just shared with Pastor CJ from TiVo and my own PRC that my heart was feeling sad and discouraged and I asked them to pray for me. And their prayers and words of care and encouragement were very timely and they really lifted my heart. It was so helpful to me at that moment. And although I didn't hear God's voice speaking directly to me, I know God was speaking through them. And I was very grateful. Sometimes it's about paying attention to the small things and learning about God's heart more and more. We need to have regular quiet time, as some of you said, to still our spirits and our minds. We need to spend time praying. And prayer means both listening and speaking to God, as well as reading the Bible to better understand the heart of God. Epiphany is a season of light and revelation. 
a season of insight and discovery. And God is often speaking to us. But are you ready to listen and respond with action saying, here I am, God. Your servant is listening. We bade farewell to Molly this past weekend. And it was heartwarming to see the outpouring of love from FCC members and friends. Many of us have had our lives touched by Molly in some way, and her love and care for FCC and this community will always stay in my heart. Molly was many things. She was the one who made the most delicious coffee for us on Sundays, the one who showed care to old and new members alike, the one with a heart for missions, especially for the children who lived at orphanages, and the one who prayed unceasingly for this church and for many of us. You know, one of the last few times I visited her at the hospice, I held her hand and I prayed for her and reminded her how much she was loved. And before I left, I saw her lifting up her hands in a prayer pose, even as she was drifting in and out of consciousness. And I smiled because more than anything else, Molly was a prayer warrior. And it was her natural instinct to pray, even when she might not be fully conscious. So at her funeral service last Sunday, I said, not only does her memory and spirit live on, her prayers live on in each one of us. She prayed fervently for our church to rise up to who God is calling us to be. She prayed for each one of us to passionately love God and all that God loves. And those prayers continue to live on in us as we trust the Spirit of God to bring all things to fruition in God's time. So, are you ready to hear God's call? Are you ready to hear God's voice and heartbeat? Hearing God and answering God's call leads to us living our best life, a life that fulfills Jesus' commandment to love God, others, and ourselves. Hearing God's voice and heartbeat is important because this enables us to better participate and co-inspire in God's shalom plan for us and all creation. So what is God's Spirit urging you to do today? Is it to commit to a regular spiritual practice? Maybe one of those that you saw today that will help you hear God's voice and heartbeat more clearly? Is it to take the commitment of your life more seriously by choosing to commit your talents, your gifts, your resources of time, money and energy into growing the kingdom of God? The question is, what will you do? What will I do? What will we do individually and collectively to answer God's call in our lives? Are we ready to hear God's voice and heartbeat and respond with, Hineni, here I am. As we close the sermon this morning, 
I wanted to close with a song of response. And may this be the prayer of your hearts as we sing this song together with our worship team. Amen. But call your name Will you go where you don't know And never be the same Will you let my love be shown Will you let my name be known Will you let my life be grown In you and you Each Sunday at this table, even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space. 
because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. God of mercy and justice, be with us. We lift our hearts to you, not because we have to, not because we are supposed to, but because it's how we respond to your unconditional love, because it feels good to know we are loved. As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your mercy, of how you gave food to the poor, clothes to the naked, and shelter to the lost. As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared your stories of your justice, of how you gave freedom to the enslaved, opportunity to the outcast, and peace to the war-torn. You acted with both mercy and justice, rescuing the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, providing them with manna when they were hungry. And your people acted with both mercy and justice, like the prophets who cried out to care for widow, orphan, and foreigner, and those who provided food, shelter, and community. You have shared your mercy and justice with us, not only as gifts to be received from you, but as gifts that we are to share with the world. We see this gift most clearly in the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus showed us what a life of mercy and justice looked like. In mercy, he gave food to the hungry. With justice, he broke social custom and shared tables with the powerful and the lowly at once. In mercy, he cared for the sick. With justice, he broke religious custom and healed on the Sabbath. In mercy, he had compassion for the poor. With justice, he spoke out against the empire that held them in poverty. In mercy, he washed his disciples' feet. With justice, he died without protest to expose a corrupt system. On the night he was handed over to the unjust system that killed him, he protested by sharing a meal with his friends. There, he took bread, gave thanks for God's mercy in providing it, shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends, then called them to remember the injustice of his broken body every time they ate bread. After they ate, he took the cup, gave thanks for God's mercy in providing it, shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends, then called them to remember the injustice of his spilled blood every time they drank wine. But that wasn't all. God's mercy and justice burst forth when Jesus died. 
and his resurrection gave hope to all those who hunger for mercy and thirst for justice. God will always equip those who seek to share mercy and justice. Even death cannot stop God's incredible grace. So we ask God's Holy Spirit to be poured out on this meal, on these gifts of mercy, bread and juice, that we may remember Jesus' ministry of mercy and justice, that these gifts of mercy may become for us the body and blood of Christ, so that we may show mercy and do justice, not just for ourselves, but for the transformation of the world. May I invite the stewards to come distribute the elements? Let us partake the elements with gratefulness. May I invite you to stand in body or in spirit for the prayer of communion. Together, 
God, through this meal, we pray that your grace would empower us to do justice, to offer mercy, and to do so with humility. You have given us your Son as an example, and your Holy Spirit as advocate. Give us the courage to do your work in the world. Amen. Please be seated. You may pass the cups to the end of the house where the stewards will collect them. Thank you, Pastor Pauline, for the sermon. It actually spoke very close to my heart because recently something that I prayed to God about and then there was a sign from God. And did I respond with, here I am? Of course not. <laughs> no, I didn't say here I run to, but I'm saying, God, I'm not too sure whether this is a real sign. So can you give me sign number two so that I can be more sure? But then I'm sure if sign number two came, I'll be asking for sign number three. So I think that I think this is the, I mean, the beginning of the year where everybody is so like, you know, so optimistic and passionate and enthusiastic about making a change in life. Indeed, uh, as we hear God's voice or we hear God's heartbeat, may we learn to respond with here I am. So this is a lesson for myself also. So I'd like to welcome everybody once again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. You are welcome regardless. Uh, if you are new to FCC, please allow us to stay in touch with you. You can leave us some of your details at fcc.ly slash welcome. Uh, every month, we have a newcomers meeting for you to get to know us a bit better. The pastors will sit in the meeting, uh, also some of the leaders of the church. This month, the newcomers meeting will be on 28th of January uh, after service. So if you're interested, you may email info at Freecom Church to indicate your interest. This is the collection segment of the service. Uh, this year, we are not... I mean, throughout the whole of last year, we have been collecting for both the general fund and the building fund. Uh, the good news is we have finished paying off the mortgage for this place. So... So we are taking a break from collection for the building fund, but we have another fund, which is the renovation fund, because uh, we have another maybe 13 to 14 years remaining in this place. Uh, we have been holding the cloud project uh, gathering to talk about how we envision this place to be a better space for all of us to make use of uh, and to also reach out to people in need. So you may give uh, to the two separate funds, so we are still collecting for a general fund, and the renovation fund, you may give by scanning the two pay now codes, or you may give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. If you'd like to give by dropping something into a collection bag, uh, later you may just raise your hands and just, yeah, the stewards will go to you. So now let us pray and give thanks. God, indeed, we give thanks to you for everything that you have given to us. And we know that you are present in our life all the time. Though a lot of times we cover our ears, we cover our eyes, and we block our hearts and pretend not to listen to you and hear you and see you, but you have not given up on us. God, we give thanks for this church, and we give thanks for your love. And may we use the resources that the community gives 
so that more people will know you and know your love. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. May we invite the stewards to come up and take up the offering. So, I, yeah, please just raise your hands if you want to drop something into the back. So I realized that, yeah, I forgot to introduce myself. I only introduce myself once a year as a service leader because I don't want my name to... <laughs> I, I don't want too many people to know me. Okay, so I'm Jamie. Uh, I'm the service leader for today. And then if you're here, I mean, this is also a, a way of me responding to God's calling to be a bit less unfriendly and be a bit more open to yeah, welcoming new people. So welcome again to church and now this is uh, the announcements. First announcement. Uh, today there will be a screening of the movie 1946. It's actually a documentary film that chronicles how the... Oh, my eyesight is gone. Okay, la, never mind. Anyway, it's, it's fine. There's a movie. You need to sign up because it is a private event. So if you are interested to sign up, you need to send an email to info at Freecom Church to indicate your sign up. You may bring snacks and food along, uh, but please also keep this place clean and bring, bring your rubbish out at the end. There's actually a $5 admission because uh, this covers the license fee for this uh, movie. So uh, please stay back and please register because this is a private event. Thank you. Uh, today there's also SEED. Uh, SEED stands for Settle Easily, Engage Deeply. This one is, uh, SEED is actually a program that we actually offer to all newcomers that if you are new to FCC and you want to find out more about FCC, it starts today immediately after service. If you can, no need to email. If you're here today, you want to join, you can just uh, join at the back of the room uh, today. Spring cleaning, Chinese New Year is coming, so the once a year, actually it's once every five years for FCC, I think. <laughs> so we really need to spring clean. We are calling for volunteers to spring clean, but each ministry needs to volunteer two representatives uh, to come for the spring cleaning session on 28th of January, 1.30pm. The rest, we just need your hands because basically, I mean, every new year, Besides buying new things, we also need to throw away things that we do not need. So please send an email to info at Freecom Church. If you are free on that Sunday, come. Ministry and cell group representatives, if you don't send any representatives for this spring clean, anything that belongs to your cell group or your ministry will just be chucked out. Okay? That is instructions from Sean Lee. Alright? So I'm putting the responsibility on you. A lot of things have already expired or whatever, things that are spoiled, it just remains in church. No, 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 we want to get rid of things, okay? We want to get rid of things, so please come and volunteer for spring cleaning that Sunday. Next. Yay, Chinese New Year is coming, okay? <laughs> yeah, Chinese New Year is coming, okay. <laughs> okay, it's the year of the dragon. Congratulations to all the dragon babies. Uh, we, we have a Chinese New Year lunch every Chinese New Year. Actually, last year was the first one after COVID. So this year, we are having another Chinese New Year lunch at the same restaurant, Kambo Teochew Restaurant at Orchard Rendezvous Hotel. So we, the cost to join this lunch is $60 per pax. And I'm told to emphasize that $60 per pax is actually very, very reasonable because last year we paid $55. So given all the inflation and all those, the restaurant is charging us 
an additional $5 per pax. So please do sign up. We encourage, again, cell groups and ministry to gather the numbers together and sign up as a whole. If you do not belong to any cell group, you do not belong to any ministry, you are, okay, you are also encouraged to sign up uh, as an individual and then we will learn, I mean, we will figure some way out to slot you into the different tables uh, to join. So the QR code is there, registration deadline, 9 of February 2024. This is very, very important because this is the second Sunday of Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. Second Sunday of Lunar New Year and the first Sunday of Lunar New Year, FCC may be having a break because it's day two of Lunar New Year and we will not be having a service. But then there might be something going on. Uh, please wait for announcement. So please scan the QR code and sign up. Next, one ship meetings. We are not going on a cruise, okay? This is just uh, this is just a meeting of the board and the council that takes place once every two months. Last year during the AGM, I mentioned that a lot of the board members, I mean, we celebrated 20th anniversary last year. A lot of the board members have been there for more than 10 years, which is half the 20th anniversary already. So we need new blood for the board and the council. So the one-sheet meeting is on those dates, 24 Feb, 6 of April and 8 of June. Members, you are welcome to sit in. I mean, there were people who were asking, when is the one-sheet meeting? When is the one-sheet meeting? Now we give you the dates of the one-sheet meeting, so I hope to see some new faces and we can uh, get some new blood uh, on the board or on the council itself. So if you are interested, please email to info at freecomchurch.org or if not, you can approach any of the board members to uh, ask about this. If you do not know who the board members are, then I think... I don't know what to think. Okay, never mind. All right, next. Lunch Kakis. Lunch Kaki is an initiative by the FCC welcome team to welcome people who may not have any lunch, who may not have any people to have lunch with. So today's Lunch Kaki is Angela. She's at the back of the hall with the fan that says Lunch Kaki. So if you'd like to have lunch with her, uh, please go to the back of the room at the end of service. Now I invite Pastor Miyak to come and give the benediction. May I invite you to stand to receive the benediction? Oh. God, it is not just those you have called who say, here I am. You say, here I am. You say, here I am in Isaiah. Is not this the fast that I choose? To lose the bonds of injustice, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house and you see the naked to clothe them? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and the Lord will say, Here I am. Know that God will be with us as we go. As we hear God's voice inviting us, calling us, and we say, here I am, God too says to us, here I am. 
know and have faith in that presence, that love that will guard you always and go into the world so you may bring God's love, God's peace and God's justice in, to transform the world into the shalom and the wholeness and the healing that God desires. Go in peace and love always. Amen. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. We look forward to seeing you next week. We also have um, our... Thank you.